Okay, for the sake of another episode of the podcast, you're just going to get some full-on, 100% unfiltered Bridget G. So hi, and welcome to Solidarity Podcast. This is Bridget G, the one and only. Now, there might be other Bridget Gs, I don't know. I wanted to talk about speed dating while it was still fresh. Kelly and Katie and I, and actually a new friend of Kelly's, aka her new roommate, Amber, who also has a new podcast, about mental health, which is awesome. We all went speed dating last night in downtown. There were seven guys and six girls. So I got to go on six, no, just kidding, seven six minute mini dates. And so did my girlfriends with all the same guys. And yeah, before I even get into it, I just want to say you've seen speed dating on sitcoms for like a couple decades. I'm sure it's been more, but it's been this trope that has, you know, repeated itself for everything. Like I just I guess most recently I'm thinking about New Girl, and usually it's because two of the actual love interests are chasing each other down the speed dating, you know, line. So that's something that I kind of went into it of like speed dating's funny, it's fun, it's awkward. That's great. So I want to experience it. Can say I did it. Check it off my list. That and you know I've told you. I've told Kelly. I am not a fan of dating apps. But I'm also home for the summer. And so I think I'm going to try dating apps this summer. Because I think people are more available. You know? And so I'm going to try to be a little bit more aggressive maybe isn't a good word about like actually going on dates but I'm I think I'm learning a lot of things because of the speed dating and I think that this is like stuff we have to keep coming to terms with in our singleness if you're thriving and you love your singleness then like do it go for it but if you don't love your singleness like there's things that you need to battle with you know like you need to to go there and dig deep and figure out what's going on so maybe you're like me and you're like on a roller coaster some seasons you like love your singleness some seasons you don't I'm in a season where I am fine with it like I'm not apathetic or like complacent in it I would love to meet somebody obviously I'm like willing to do what it takes I love talking to people meeting new people I'm good at it and so it's great. I love watching The Bachelor or Bachelorette, not because I think that's how love is found, but just because to see how people work. And like, even right now, The Bachelorette, she's got some like total hotties who are just doofuses. And I'm like, I don't care if you're hot. If you're a total doofus, no thanks, you know? So that's, these are just like things that I'm thinking about. Um, so 
yeah, I went out to speed dating last night and my expectations were really low. I had a feeling it was going to be guys who aren't my type and I was 100% right. And let me say this as a disclaimer. I don't know if these guys will ever listen to this podcast. Like I did not mention that I had a podcast (laughs) or anything like that, but they are totally precious and worth it. They're worth loving. Everyone is so worth loving. And I actually totally could imagine them with different types of women than me. My personality by far was stronger than every single one of those guys um, to start off. Secondly, they're all very nerdy, whether it's like on the end of being like super successful and an engineer and like going getting their PhDs, which is awesome, totally admirable. Or they're like, I play video games and I watch movies and that's really it. That's all I do. Uh, (laughs) I have a lot of these types of conversations with students in August and September when I first meet them. And it's small talk. People love to say they hate small talk, but we don't know where else to go because it takes a bit. You know, I was listening to this sermon actually where the, the pastor was talking about listening well. And I actually kind of felt like I, I was trying to listen well to these guys. But in it, he says that like, you can't go deep immediately with people usually because the soul is shy. And I just think about that a lot. What's really going on in our depths? Like what's really going on under the surface? Even worse, am I unaware of, if not completely unaware of? And so it takes a lot of digging to get to our souls. And people always talk about a soulmate, right? Like this this idea of a person who completes you, who connects with you or is like your other puzzle piece and your other half. Like really what they're getting at is is they found someone who their soul connects with and clicks with like on such a deep level. And it obviously takes time to do that. So I'm just, I just want to throw that out there. We had these funny conversations. One guy I talked with him about how they're going to, they're proposing a new highway. So I was like, cool. We talked about the road construction, riveting conversation. Another guy just poured out his heart a little bit about being a dad and his parents and his relationship with them. Another guy talked about how he you know, makes money, but not enough is the people who their lives are their job. And he likes to have balance, but he really does care about being successful. And I asked another guy what was important to him. And he said he didn't know. (laughs) And that was, I mean, it was honest, which I actually really appreciate. And let's see, another guy was very calculated about how he did speed dating. He told me all these things about himself and then he when I told him stuff about myself he just wrote it down and that's just my least favorite way to do it here let's download all this information like let me just read my my dating profile to you but there was a couple of them I didn't even mention what I do and then um a couple of them that I did or maybe a few like most of them I think I did mention what I do 
which, you know, outs me as this like super Christian person. And I don't think everyone's opposed to that if they're not a Christian. I think some people are because they're like, I know that you're not going to want to be with me ultimately. But some people are open to it. I'm sure I've made clear with people out there, I'm not open to being with someone who's not a Christian. I am open to going on a date with somebody who isn't just to talk to them, see what they're like, you know? Um, I don't think it's a waste of time. I don't think ever a date is a waste of time unless it's awful. But I could probably have a good time with almost anyone because the fact is, even if they're incredibly awkward, I'm not. So I could just spend an hour and a half with an awkward person and walk away and be like, that was so intriguing, fascinating, entertaining. (laughs) And they could go away feeling loved, which is great, you know. And so far, this um, whole eight minutes has sounded like a big pat on the back of myself. But I, I honestly think stuff like this, like dating and speed dating, whatever, like putting yourself out there really helps you with self-awareness. It helps you start to think about what's going on with you. And I don't know, that might be like the wonderful gift of what relationship is, is that it helps you learn about yourself. And I'm sure plenty of people who are married would say that, that like they never could have imagined what they've learned about themselves or how they've grown in all these years you know like that they've been married um and they know they just wouldn't have apart from their spouse which is beautiful and so like what does that mean for us as single people it doesn't mean that we don't grow that we just stay stagnant it means that we just get it in different ways because I think that if you're really willing to go there then you're gonna grow so Yes, speed dating was interesting and fascinating and not very hard. I was kind of nervous at first, but none of the guys were really my type. So I I just think that's why I was so determined to just listen to them and love them well in that little six-minute period. Also, they were totally nerds. And there's some nerds that I like have a huge heart for and then some that I'm like, no, I would never date you (laughs) um and I've talked to my students and people in my community about these things but here's some of the things that I don't find attractive and some girls do okay I'm not saying this is like universal but fashion is my passion so I'm kidding it's not really but I do like it um if you're a guy that I know for sure looks like you would wear cargo shorts I'm probably not going to be attracted to you if you have facial hair that's just on your chin or even if you have a a full-blown goatee or if you just have a soul patch not into it i i like a full beard or just scruff or a good mustache if you have if you can pull it off you know because some of my guy friends have been able to pull off mustaches and i'm very proud of them for that um But yeah, if you look like you dipped your chin in a bowl of hair, move on. (laughs) If you wear glasses and they look like you got them when you were 12 because that was the only option, they're little wire frames, thick lenses, move on. (laughs) 
Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I really, I always say I like a full head of hair. I do. So if you're balding and you're under 30, like, I'm sorry. I'm actually really sorry. But the reason I like it are two things. One, my dad still to this day has a full head of hair and he's in his sixties and he, I don't think he'll ever bald really. Um, and two on TV, all the guys they show us have so much hair, you know? So I'm sorry. I've been conditioned to love full heads of hair. I have liked guys who were balding. So it's not saying that I'm, I don't know. I think that like so often when it comes to looks, even though I have preferences, we put so much weight on it like that that's the main thing but like there are guys who are totally good looking fill up all the standards that I have and I'm just not attracted to them you know and so I think that something I'm working on for myself is like I know like uh, four out of seven of these guys said that they would love to chat more with me and I I think even those three maybe they weren't attracted to me like you could think someone's beautiful or cute or whatever, but not really be attracted to them. Or at least I can, I think. And maybe you guys are like, no, if I think they're beautiful, that means I'm attracted. That's sort of what my thought process is right now. So all that to say, they may not have been attracted to me or they may have been like, oh, she's a Christian or, oh, she's a really big personality, which I don't even know if I came off like a big personality I think I just came off like a nice person which is not even accurate (laughs) Uh, okay so even though there's all these physical preferences that we have as people you never know who you're gonna fall in love with or who is just gonna like you know get under your skin and you're gonna be like I can't shake this person I really like them because for me they've been tall and skinny they've been short and adorable they've been freaking handsome athletic men or just gangly intellectuals (laughs) um or like stocky outdoors guys or guys thinning hair and big old ears because usually it's who they are that I love you know and so at the end of the day, like, if you had lined up all those guys and we had not said a word to each other, I would have been like, yeah, no, I'm not attracted to any of them. But getting to meet them showed me their personalities and, like, how sweet and kind some of them were, how, like, probably overly confident a couple of them were, <laughs> and how out of their element they might have been or in their element, and some, how some ex- some of them were really excited. So... I don't know. I think also I just assume that my conversations are always going really well because I feel fine in them, but you never know what other people judged it as. The great thing is like six minutes is it goes by really fast in that kind of situation. And we don't know how to answer things short. Um, I think also if there had been like a mutual attraction, there'd be like a different vibe and energy of like excitement. I think the energy was mostly nerves. <laughs> um, I think some of those guys like almost as a defense mechanism just went in like, 
these are my thoughts. This is who I am. We don't have time for this, you know, um, which is comical. And you're like, in other scenarios, you'd be so easy to get to know and lead back. So it makes me wonder. So speed dating has been around for a long time. For some reason, it feels all the more important or like a good option in our speed swiping world. And so I guess it just makes me wonder what's next for dating. How do we get back some of these skills that I feel like have been lost in the last decade where, you know, I see guys that I'm attracted to all the time and they're not in my life. They're not like my friends or like at best they might be a friend of a friend. Usually they're just like the baristas at coffee shops or like the bartenders last night at the bar we were at. I was like, can I speed date you? You're just so cute. And partially they're just doing customer service. So they're like really charismatic and it's wonderful. But I don't know. I I just been thinking about that too. We're really at a loss for what it means to be in relationship with one another in our world. And I feel like my job is I'm meant to be like a community expert or a relationship expert, like not necessarily romantically, but I mean, the reason I talk about all this stuff all the time is because the art of people and like even just the business of people is, is my stuff. It's my thing. It's what I could say I've done over a thousand hours of, and I can read people really well and I can match make people and things like that. But what do we do in this world where like you're, you may be having a deep conversation with a friend and they get a text that doesn't matter, but they stop and text the person and they stop listening to you, you know? And, and that's what something like someone was talking about in this sermon that I was listening to was like, people do that. People will just try to multitask and listen to you while texting someone back at the same time. We have this sense of urgency to be connected to our phones and not each other. And I think it should be the other way around that we're, we have a sense of urgency to be connected to each other and not worry about our phones. So I just want to say my encouragement to you people out there. Like if you're a girl and you think a guy is cute, like I just dare you to go say hi to him. You can have a six minute speed date with him without him knowing and, you know, get to know if, if that's somebody that you could get to know. Um, it might be really refreshing to the guy. If the guy has weird values and an ego, then it'll be a turnoff. Don't worry about it. If you're a guy out there and you see a cute girl, it's not creepy for you to go talk to her. Um, you just have to know how to do it. And I want to say like the best thing you could do is say, Hey, I just saw you over there and I, I wanted to know what your name is. I, I've seen you around here. Or do you come here a lot? I think that's like a really great question. I was listening to this dating podcast and I think that was a piece of advice was like, just ask the person, do you come here a lot? Or like, what's your favorite thing on the menu? Or like, um, ask for advice or something like that somewhere. And then it can so easily turn into the rest of the conversation. But men, you need to ask questions. These guys last night, that's what they did well was ask, ask questions on speed dating. Some of them though did talk more than I did. And I just don't know if they noticed, but 
I think that I've been on I've been on dating app dates where guys don't ask any questions and you're like, why are you here? Maybe you've already written me off, which is fine. Like I am an intense person. So, you know, it's going to take a special someone. And I think that's probably the main reason I'm not super discouraged. But really, really, really (laughs) be curious. And that's just like advice for the rest of your life. Be curious about the people in your life and be present with them when you're with them. Don't worry about what's going on on your phone unless you want to invite them into that too and want them to be part of it. But anything can wait and everything can wait another half hour, another hour, another hour and a half, right? Like really, truly. And so again, like as is always Bridget G advice is like engage more deeply with the people around you and the world around you. Take risks. Maybe that'll have to be like a goal for me in this next, um, couple months as I'm like more available and able to maybe go on dates with people that I would take risks you know I'll go on some dates with people who maybe I'm not attracted to but I have more in common with and want to know about them Um, because I need to be able to say I want to keep going on dates or I don't want to go on any you know like I need to be able to do that and learn how to do that adulthood you know (laughs) so I hope that that's encouraging to you. Uh, Kelly had a really fun time. She actually did, I think, match with a couple guys or get a couple guys' emails too. She was far more open than I was. We like all debriefed afterward. Um, Amber was like super open, but mainly just to make friends with these guys, which is like so great. And Katie was open. They were all just more open than I was. And I think it's because I'm have a very specific desire and it isn't to to make more friends I have so many friends and I have so many um students like I have so many relationships at play right now I'm not closed off to friends that are in my already set communities at all but I just I want to be wise about how I do these things so yeah that's what's going on and I recorded a podcast episode with my friends Stephen and Katie Pointing when I was in England that I do want to edit a little bit because it was like over an hour and put up soon Kelly and I are going to do an episode soon and there's a couple more I have kind of coming in the running but if you guys have any ideas of things you'd like me to talk about or with people that you want me to talk about. Um, Some of the things I'm really interested in are um, talking about widowhood. Um, That's a a type of singleness I don't know. I want to talk to any of my LGBTQ friends because that's a type of singleness that I won't ever experience. And just, yeah, I want to hear what people think, even if they believe different things that I do. It's is it could still be encouraging to people out there um i'm trying to think if there's another one that i sort of had in play but i'm not even sure what it is but yeah if you're out there listening thank you so much for your support in this podcast i have loved doing it and 
I'm going to keep going. Um, I met someone named Catherine last night and she said, this is going to, there's no easy or like no unawkward way to say this. Um, but I listened to your podcast and I was like, that's amazing. That's not awkward at all, actually. But I also recognized that she knew so much more about me than I knew about her, obviously. So it was fun meeting her and talking to her. And, and she had said that listening to the podcast during a time in her life last year that she felt really lonely and it felt like suffering to be single was really encouraging for her. And you know, it's crazy. She's married now. So that's like kind of amazing that a year ago she was listening and now she's married. And I bet she would say marriage is no solution to your singleness or the thing that makes you Uh, I guess it is a solution to your singleness. It means you're not single anymore, but it's not a solution to your pain, you know? Um, But it's cool that like, you know, the encouragement is your situation can change at any moment. So don't forget that. And I think we need to pay attention to what are the things we are most desiring in life and why, why do you want that thing so hard, so bad? You know, like, I want to be married, but I think I have to sift through the reasons why, because there's a lot of good reasons to want to be married and that's okay. And I just think though, when we use each other as objects of, of solutions to our pain, like we're, that's always going to fail. Right. So yeah, I just, it's cool to meet people out there. I'm, I'm so excited that there's people from all over the world listening to this, share it with your friends share it with other single people, you know, other married people, you know, a lot of married people listen to my podcast. And I just really appreciate that it's doing its job probably more than I know. But thanks for listening. Just know that when you're alone, you're not alone. And keep looking for the good stuff. There's so much good stuff, guys. And if you have any questions about how speed dating went, that I didn't mention. <laughs> um, yeah, feel free to ask. Feel free to email at solidaritypodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us at Solidarity Podcast on Instagram and message me, whatever. I mean, you can follow me on Instagram. It's at the Bridget G. So I'm not hard to find on the internet, which may or may not be a safe thing, but who cares? Are there things you think I should try? I'm going to be 30 in October, guys, so I'm feeling the pressure of, like, maybe I should just put myself out there in a deeper way than I've ever done before. Like, should I go, like, you know, hit up the bars one night and, like, bring a wing woman with me? That was the thought I had. Should I record it? What should I do? Should I record my dates? That could be funny, if anything. (laughs) Oh, man. There's just so many fun people to meet out in the world. So... And if any of you want to be on the podcast, we can set something up too. I think that's all I have for you. That's all I can think of to say. (laughs) I will talk to you next time.